Praise the Lord, everybody. So good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. Amen. I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord that we can feel. Amen. I'm thankful for the lighthouse. Amen. I'm thankful for the house of God that can be a lighthouse in this world. Amen. When we come into this house, we can leave here with a new course. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you what, there's been many times in my life when I've had course redirections in the house of God. Amen. When I thought I was going the right way, but all of a sudden the word of God came forward and I realized I'd better change some direction. Amen. Amen. And I know and I pray and I hope that those days aren't over yet. Amen. I still want to feel conviction. I still want to be changed. Amen. Praise God. I know that I have not arrived yet. I've got a long ways to go. Amen. I want God to keep working in my life. Amen. To keep changing my direction to get me closer to him. Hallelujah. To draw me nearer to him than I've ever been before. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. If you would turn with me tonight to the book of Acts chapter number three. Praise God. Acts chapter three. We'll begin reading at verse number one. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I was excited to hear the reports from Sunday. Amen. We sure missed it. Praise God. Amen. I'm glad God moves still today. Amen. That this isn't a gospel that's just for the old. Amen. It's a gospel for whoever will. Praise God. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1 says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk." And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Praise God. An awesome story. Amen. A true story. Praise God. For a little bit tonight, amen, this title will make sense hopefully a little bit later. I want to preach what now? What now? Amen. Can you lift your hands and ask God to have his way in this place tonight. God, we love you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your presence, God. We thank you, Lord, for your touch that we feel in this house tonight, God. Lord, we're asking that your perfect will would be done tonight, Jesus. Lord, have your way in this place tonight, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, I need your touch, need your help tonight, Lord. 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. Praise God. If we go back to the beginning of the book of Acts, chapter number one, we find that the book of Acts starts and begins with a promise. We find it in Acts chapter number one and verse number four. It says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. He promised them in verse number four. Amen. He said, but wait for the promise of the Father which ye have heard of me. You go and wait there because there is a promise that is coming. There is a promise that is on its way. Hallelujah. So they made their way to the upper room where they continued in prayer and in supplication. And there they sought God and there they bound together. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Acts chapter 1, we read that there was a promise that was coming. In Acts chapter 2, we see the delivering of the promise. We see 120 souls filled with the Holy Ghost. We see 120 souls that God reached down and touched. 120 that began to speak in an unknown tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that it would have been an incredible experience uh, to be in that place uh, on that day. Uh, but I'm telling you, the same spirit uh, that fell in the upper room uh, is the same spirit uh, that fills this house tonight. Uh, it's the same spirit uh, that we're feeling right now. Uh, and there's no reason we can't all leave this place tonight uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, speaking in an unknown tongue uh, as a spirit gives utterance. Uh, it is the same spirit. Hallelujah. 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 
Woo! Hey Amen. I believe that we can still see cloven tongues like as a fire. Amen. I believe that we can hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind. I believe it can fill this house tonight. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't believe that God has changed. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. We know at some point they, stay, they couldn't stay in the upper room any longer and they went out into the streets where man thought they were drunk. But Peter said, we're not drunk like you suppose. Seeing is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah, you are not drunk like you think, but this is that. This is that promise that was prophesied many years ago. This is the promise that we've been looking for. This is the promise that we've been searching for. It's right here. This is that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peter went on and began to preach to them. Amen. In verse number 37 of Acts chapter 2, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Hallelujah. Amen. There's one thing to listen to preaching. It's another thing to hear preaching. Amen. When you're just listening to it, it doesn't really do a whole lot. But when you hear what's being said and allow it to prick your heart, hallelujah, that's when God can step in and make a difference. Hallelujah. I don't want to get so used to preaching that I don't hear what God is saying. I don't want to get so accustomed to it that it's just another service and another day. But I want to realize that every time that I hear that preached word of God, that it's God trying to speak to my heart. And I want to hear what he has to say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, they were pricked in their heart. They realized that they needed to do something, that they couldn't stay the way they were. They were pricked. And said unto Peter to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hey man, I know I've been preaching Acts 2.38 a lot lately, but we still get excited about Acts 2.38. Hey man, it's still the only plan of salvation. It's still the only way that we can make our way to him. It's the only way we can make our way to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the promise is unto you. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah, it's my promise. Amen, it's my children's promise. It's everyone's promise that will come. With many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Hallelujah. We got to make the choice if we're going to make it or not. We got to save ourselves. 
Hallelujah. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved hallelujah they, they they had experienced a mighty thing that day they had that initial outpouring of the holy ghost and then they saw that response to those men that were pricked in their hearts as three thousand souls were added that day Amen, but they weren't done right there. They continued in the apostles' doctrine, eating, breaking bread, in fellowship. And daily there was added unto the church such as should be saved. Now, I do believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen, and if back in those days there were folks that daily should be saved, I believe today that there are still folks that could be saved every day. I think every day is another opportunity to reach somebody with this glorious gospel. Every day there's somebody that should be saved. Hallelujah. They saw such an incredible move of God. Amen. But then what? What now? What can God do now? Man, we've seen fire fall come down and sit on our heads. We, we heard the rushing mighty wind. We spoke in tongues as God filled us with his spirit. We saw 3,000 souls added. What can you do now? Then Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. They decided it was time to have a prayer meeting. They said, you know what? We've had a tremendous move of God, but we want more. We're going to the house of God to pray. Hallelujah. They weren't just content with what happened yesterday. They said, I've got to have a brand new touch. I've got to get something today. I'm not content with yesterday, but I know there's more today. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, which daily was laid at the gate called Beautiful. When he saw Peter and John, he saw them, he asked in alms of them. And they looked at him. They said, look at us. Obviously, he had gone on to the next person in line thinking he could get something from them. He said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, probably even lifted his cup. 
expecting to receive of them. But Peter looked at him and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Now he didn't just say it, but we read in our text that he reached down and grabbed that man by the hand and pulled him to his feet. He didn't just say it. He walked in faith and exercised his faith. Hallelujah, somewhere the Bible said the strength came into his ankle bones and his feet and he leaping up stood. Now I would present to you that this was not the first time they walked by that man. He was laid there every day. This wasn't their first time to go pray. But there was something rose up in Peter and said, you know what? I'm tired of looking at him being a lame man. It's time for God to heal him. He wasn't content. Amen to brag about his 3,000 soul revival he preached. He wasn't content to brag about what happened back there. He looked today. He saw a man with a need today. He said, today, I want to see God move. Today, I want to see this man healed. He said, I ain't got no silver. I ain't got no gold. But what I do have, I give to thee in the name, in that only saving name, that only healing name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Hallelujah. 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 And this man that all his life had been carried. I don't know his name. But he never took a step. I remember when all three of my kids took their first step. His parents never had that memory. Amen. He had been lame from his mother's womb. He had never walked. And this man that had never walked, that everybody knew, that everybody recognized... Verse 9 said, all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew. It was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Oh, hallelujah. They were wondering. Word got out. And there were some religious leaders of that day that didn't like what they heard. And so they were called in for some questioning. Amen. And uh, they began to explain themselves and explain. And Peter again stood up with boldness and, and, and told them how this miracle had took place. And by the time he was done, if I read my Bible correctly... By the end of chapter number four of Acts, there was five 
thousand more souls added. Woo! We experience great moves of God. We've been experiencing it around here over the last few weeks. We have been having some incredible moves of God. Amen. We stand in awe of his presence. We stand in awe of his touch. We can sit around and talk about how incredible it has been. We can sit around and talk about the miracles and the things that God has done for us. We can all sit there and say, man, what a powerful time it's been. What a great time we are having. It's been wonderful. We can say, you know what? It's been great. I love every minute of it, but I know there's something greater can take place tonight. There's something better can happen tomorrow if I'm willing to keep pressing and keep pushing, keep going to prayer, keep going to the house of God, keep pushing in deeper. That God has something greater than we've ever seen before. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not time to say, well, it's been good. It's time to say, well, I think it's going to get better. I think God's going to move greater. I think God's going to do better things and greater miracles and a more powerful move of God. I'm just going to push my way in. I'm going to keep fighting and pressing until we see greater things. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. That revival of 3,000 souls was great. But after a lame man was healed, there was 5,000 added. Hallelujah. I tell you what, there may be a quote-unquote lame man sitting by the gate beautiful that we've walked by a hundred times. But tomorrow could be the day that healing comes and revival comes because of a lame man sitting at the gate beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There ain't no telling what God will do. There's no telling what God will do. Hallelujah. If somewhere we get that attitude that I'm not taking today off. I'm not taking tomorrow off. I know Saturday's coming up, but I'm not taking it off. I'm still going to seek you, Lord. I'm still going to look for opportunities for God to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Amen. It's not the time today. Amen. To sit back and rest on our accomplishments. Amen. But today's a good day to reach out and impact somebody's life. Today's a good day to make a difference in somebody's life. To make ourselves available to God. To somehow not get too wrapped up in my own personal life that I can't hear or feel that little nudge from God when we're walking by the lame man. 
Because I'll tell you what, I believe that Peter felt something that day when he walked by the lame man sitting by the gate. It's a good day today to say nevertheless. Not my will but thine be done. Not my will but thine be done. Amen. If it all ain't working out according to my plan, so be it. My plan's not important. It's his plan that's important. And I want to humble myself and submit myself to the plan of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, I I don't think it was real convenient in Acts chapter 4 when Peter and John were arrested. When they were called to question. But they used it as just another opportunity. Just another opportunity to see what God can do today. Amen, I believe that where we are right now, we should be excited every morning when we get up. Say, man, God, it was awesome yesterday. I can't wait to see today. I can't wait to see how you're going to move today. I can't wait to see how you're going to work things out today. How you're going to lead me today. I can't wait, God. I don't know what it is, but it feels big. I don't know what it is, but it feels good. It feels right. Hallelujah. The book of Ezra, Ezra chapter 1, God dealt with Cyrus to build him a house. Asked if there were any were willing to go. Cyrus gave them back the vessels that Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the house of the Lord. The first part of Ezra chapter 3, they built an altar in Jerusalem. The second year of coming back, they appointed the Levites. To lay the foundation for the temple. In Ezra, the third chapter, verse number 10. Praise God. It says, And when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good. For his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord. Because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house. When the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes wept with a loud voice. And many shouted aloud for joy. So that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off. Amen. They got together and they laid the foundation. When they laid the foundation, they decided it was time for a celebration. And there were some folks there that remembered the glory, amen, of Solomon's temple. And the beauty and the grandeur of Solomon's temple. They remembered the beauty and the majestic appearance. 
And they were weeping because the temple that they were building really didn't compare to Solomon's temple. And they were weeping over what they remembered behind them. But there were some younger people that their only memory was of having no place to worship. There were some younger men that had never known what it was like to have a house dedicated to the worship of God. And when the foundation was laid, they were so excited that they shouted with a great shout until they drowned out the weeping of the elders. I know I'm treading on thin ice right now, but I'm going to tread out anyways. Praise God. We can sit back if we want to and weep over what used to be. We can weep over what we used to have. We can sit back and cry because there's some things we don't have today that we used to have. We can weep over it and sit back and shed tears and get nowhere. Or we can begin to rejoice over the foundation that God has laid, that God has built, that he's going to build his house upon. We can shout for the foundation. Hallelujah, I tell you what I believe. God has been doing the work around here. There's a foundation that's laid. It's just a foundation. But on that foundation, there's going to be a built, a big old house to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to forget about yesterday. We got to forget about its disappointments. We got to forget about those regrets and realize today is a new opportunity. Today is a new day and it's time to press in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, there's some things behind me. Amen, that I don't even want to think about. Amen, I've got some good memories. I've got some bad ones. But I'll tell you what's more exciting than what happened back then is what's going to happen tomorrow. What could happen tonight? What could happen next week? I'll tell you what, it's worth shouting over. It's worth worshiping over. He's laid a foundation and he's building a house. I'll tell you what I can't do. I cannot let the disappointments or failures that are behind me, I can't allow them to stop me now from taking another step in him, from taking a step of faith and stepping out and letting God have his way. Just because I failed in the past, I can't think about it now. I've got to step out in faith. Believe in God. Believe in God is going to do great things. 
Hallelujah. Hey, man, I'm done. You can stand up with me if you want. There can be failures behind us, but there's victory ahead. The foundation is laid. The foundation's there, and it's a sure foundation. This house isn't built on the personality of a man. This house isn't here just because of a certain family that wanted to have a church, so they started, yeah! This church is built on a foundation of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, his church is gonna go on, and the best day is still tomorrow. That best day is yet to come. We've just gotta keep working, and keep pressing, and pushing our way on, because greater days are just ahead. say this. I don't care if you've lived for God for one day or a hundred years. Your best day is still ahead. There's still places that each one of us can go in Him. But it's up to us to press on, to push on, and realize tomorrow will be greater than today. It's not the time to sit back. It's not the time to grow content. It's a time to say, you know what? I believe there's greater things ahead. If I'll fast a little bit more, if I'll go to the house of God and pray more, if I'll worship more, if I'll worship longer and harder, then God will do greater. There's a lame man that's waiting by the gate called Beautiful. He's waiting for a Holy Ghost field. Child of God to come by. He's waiting, expecting a healing. Let me tell you something, Peter had no more Holy Ghost than you can have. John didn't have any more Holy Ghost than you can have. Hallelujah, it's the same God and the same Holy Ghost. If you get filled to overflowing, I'm telling you when it overflows, it's gonna get on everyone around you. Amen, if you get full enough. you a question what now are we gonna sit back are we gonna step out in faith and say I'm not done yet I'm not satisfied yet I'm gonna pull back up to the table I'm gonna press my way in I'll draw closer than I've ever been before what's it gonna be for you what's it gonna be are you content with where you're at? Or do you want more in God? Do you want more from Him? Do you want to draw closer to Him? 
hallelujah, why don't you step out from where you are and walk in faith and bring your faith to this altar and throw your hands in the air and commit yourself to pressing on, to pushing closer, to God, I'm going to give more than I've ever gave before. I need more than I had yesterday. I need more than I got Sunday night. I want a brand new touch. I want more power. I want more of you, God.
Hallelujah. You know, that song obviously taken from the story of Elijah on Mount Carmel. I think sometimes in our minds we get we get the chronology, the the order mixed up as to how it really all took place. I want you to hear it from the scripture. As soon as he had finished slaying the prophets of Baal in verse 40, this is 1 Kings 18, verse 40, just finished slaying the prophets of Baal. And uh, verse 41, the very next thing that happened, Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. He hasn't seen anything. He hadn't felt anything. Nothing. Except just victory over the prophets of Baal. That, that's it. He hadn't seen a cloud. His servant hadn't seen a cloud. There's no thunder in the air. But spiritually, Elijah knew something big was about to happen. And he said, Ahab, you better get ready. Because it's not just the sound of rain, but a sound of abundance. You know, it hadn't rained in three and a half years when he made this statement. There hadn't been a, even a sprinkle. Three and a half years. And now he doesn't just say, you know, it's getting ready to rain. He said, you better get ready because it's going to be an abundance. You understand that word? More than what's necessary. Right? I mean, when you've got an abundance, you've got more than just what you need. And he said, there's a sound of abundance, way more rain than what we're even going to know how to deal with. That's what I'm hearing in the spirit. So, Ahab went up to eat and to drink. Did you ever notice that? Elijah said, hey, it's fixing to rain. Ahab said, oh, we'll have a picnic. Ahab didn't believe it. I'm telling you, he didn't believe it. Even after the fire had just fallen from heaven, Ahab was so carnal, he didn't believe it. So let me just tell you, in spite of everything that's been happening around here the last few services, there's going to be some folks that are going to say, oh, you know, let's just, he's just, we've heard all this before. Let's, you know, it's, let's not get too involved. Let's not push too much. Let's, uh, let's just have a little party. Let's kick back, relax a little bit. That was Ahab's attitude. Elijah said, you better get up. You better get ready. Fixing to be a downpour. So he went and set his table. Said, we'll just sit here and eat for a while. So while he's eating, the Bible says Elijah went up to the top of Carmel 
cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. Now it's already been declared there's an abundance coming and there's not a sign of any evidence anywhere. But it's coming. He said, there's nothing. And Elijah said to him, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, 